Okay, hallelujah. All right, let me put my recorder where I want it, and uh, we'll get started here. I'll take my jacket off. Oh, let's look at um, you know the Lord's Supper. You know if you if you just kind of look at it, it's almost like this is my body which is broken for you. Take ye eat, you know, and and this is the blood, and then that's it. Or you could start out by saying in the night that Jesus, uh, the night that Jesus was betrayed. But of course, there's there's other things involved here, and and not just the meaning of it. So let's just kind of look at these things, and then when we get to it, it'll uh, <clears throat> it'll uh, <clears throat> give us a little bit more insight that uh, just at least for our lives right here today. Uh, there's in the sixth chapter of John. We're just going to just kind of shift through this just a moment, sift through it. Uh, if you notice what we just passed, uh, this was the feeding of the five thousand. Okay, went up on a mountain. It was a, the Passover was going on, you know, and. Uh, Jesus lifted up his eyes, saw a great company, and said to Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that, that these may eat? In other words, how are we going to feed all these people? Anyway, of course, you realize what happened. He fed them all. But now I want to skip on down here because Jesus is going to mention something here. And we'll get right down here to it. Uh, oh, let's start here. Oh, there were some religious people that came to him, and they're saying, look here at verse 30. They said to him, what sign show us uh, thou then that we may see and believe? Let me switch this to the uh, <clears throat> to the Living Bible. It says verse 30. It's like, what in the world is show us to me? Well, just show. Here we go. Verse 30. Okay, verse 30. They replied, you must show us more miracles if you want us to believe you are the Messiah. Give us free bread every day, like our fathers, uh, while we had, while they journeyed through the wilderness. Remember, that was manna. As the scripture says, Moses gave them bread from heaven. <clears throat> uh, Jesus said, Moses didn't give it to them. My father did. And now he offers you true, true bread from heaven. Now, of course, we realize, hey, true bread, he's talking about himself. Uh, the true bread is the person, the one sent by God from heaven, and he gives life to the world. Oh, and then as you see down here, remember remember we've heard this phrase, I am the bread of life. Well, this is when he was telling these people because they, they I mean, let me tell you, even his brothers and his own family until later, they didn't believe him either. I mean, they're like, yeah, this is my, he's just one of my brothers. Even Mary got into that a little bit, his mother. They were standing outside of the meeting and they were saying that he's lost his mind. You can read it for yourself. <clears throat> and they were trying to call him out and. Somebody said, your mother and your brothers are standing outside. And Jesus said, who is my mother and my brothers? Those that hear the word of God and keep it. So this morning, we're focused on what does the scripture say? <clears throat> so watch this. So the true bread is a person, the one sent by God from heaven. Okay. And he gives life to the world. Now, in a moment, we're going to have the Lord's Supper. So you need to realize that, you know, when you take the bread, then, hmm, this is a person, the one sent by God from heaven. And he gives what? He gives life to the world. So when we take the bread, remember we do this like it says here in remembrance of me. We remember what he's doing. He's always, everybody that came to Jesus was fixed, healed, whatever their problem was, you know. They weren't all schizophrenic and say, well, you just need a crutch. Let me tell you, I, I love Jesus as my crutch. I'm about out of gas because of either my stupidity or because I'm broke or whatever. Jesus, my crutch will help me. Hallelujah. You know, and if I'm spoiled and I want air conditioning, and I think we all do, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you can live without air conditioning. Oh, I don't want to. Heaven needs to change their mind and say, we don't want streets of gold anymore. Let me tell you something. When you read about the Bible and you've got to stay with the Bible, if you let your mind drift and start listening to what other people say, you will forget all your blessings. 
All these blessings are for you. You know, your children, when you raise children and stuff. I mean, my parents, they, I mean, I, I mean, yes, I was spoiled. But every child in this world is spoiled. And we understand as Americans that kid's spoiled. I'm not talking about that kind of spoil. But a child needs certain things. And they get them. Christmas now in our society, and I think it's great. It's all about the kids. That's great. Because the point is the gifts. Jesus, God's the love of the world that he gave. That's the whole point. So when you get down to it, you know, I mean, in other words, God wants you to be blessed. I mean, if you think about creation alone, it's hard to just not mention this. You, you can't go outside and see black and white while it's just so bland out there. No, it's not. Take a close look at a flower. Why the detail? Dogs and puppies like you guys got. They bring joy to you. It's not, why don't you just have a, God didn't have to create puppies. He could have just made a stick, you know, and said, I want you to be happy with that. No. Dustin came over yesterday and Aaron had those two puppies. Those two puppies attacked me. I mean, it was just, just fantastic, you know. When you get on the floor, puppies come after you, you know, and that's great. So this is why the true bread is a person, the one sent by God from heaven he gives life to the world. Now, remember, the world is nothing but stupid. We are lost as a goose. And still yet, he came to give life to the world. So when you think about the bread, you're thinking, you know what? Praise God. I've got life today. And that life covers every facet of your existence. They said, sir, give us that bread that uh, every day of our lives. Well, what they didn't realize was they had it. I am the bread of life. No one coming to me will ever be hungry again. Boy, can you imagine that? Those believing in me will never thirst. But the trouble is, as I've told you before, you haven't believed even though you have seen me. Now, we can, I can do that. I can feel like my problems are so great, I'm not even thinking about that bread. What do you think about communion? Well, no, you know what I mean. I'm not thinking about Jesus. I do not think he will help me. I'm like, Jesus, this is the worst problem ever, and even you can't tackle this one. Well, you can't act like that, because that's the same thing as what Jesus was saying here. You know, they haven't believed. But some of you will come, those the Father has given me, and I will never, never reject them. Boy, that's another thing you think about that blood and that bread, whatever. It's in remembrance of me. I am with somebody that will never, ever leave me. Okay, I have come here from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to have my own way. <clears throat> and this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those whom he's given me, but that I should raise them up. Uh, to eternal life at the last day. Praise God. For it's not my Father's will that everyone, excuse me, for it's my Father's will that everyone uh, who sees the Son and believes on Him should have eternal life and that I should raise Him at the last day. Most of us push everything off and we think there's nothing Jesus can do till the last day. Well, that's not what He said. He just got through saying we would never thirst. We would never hunger. Well, He's talking about a hunger for God. No, He's not you're acting just like that group if we think that way. He's greater than that. It's more than that. Anyway, the Jews began to murmur against him because he claimed to breathe the bread from heaven. <clears throat> what, they exclaimed? Why, he is merely Jesus, the son of, see here it is, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know. What is this he's saying that he came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, don't murmur among yourselves uh, about my saying that. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him to me. And at the last day, I will cause all such to rise again from the dead. As it is written in the scriptures, they shall be taught of God. Those the Father speaks to and who learn the truth from him will be attracted to me. 
Not that anyone actually sees the Father, for only I have seen him, which is kind of amazing there. Uh, let's see what else we got here. However, I earnestly tell you this. Anyone who believes in me already, look at that, already has eternal life. You know, that's interesting. If you think with me in John three sixteen, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should what? Get, no, should have everlasting life. And remember, he said, should not perish. We have the word perish way off in the future. Well, that's the torments of hell. <laughs> we got the torments of hell in this world right now just as rough. So uh, uh, <clears throat> you got help to get out of there. Look at this. Yes, I am the bread of life. When your fathers in the wilderness ate bread from the skies, they all died. Now, think just a minute. I got this picture up here, and I love it because a friend of mine oh, was telling me about this picture. I've seen it for years, you know, and this is Revelation 3.20. It's written to, uh, in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, it's all seven churches that were identified. And, of course, you and I are identified in those churches. This was written to a church. This building in the background is actually a person. He's not, you know, talking to our building here. And we use this in reference to the center. Yes, one day Jesus was knocking on my door. Let me tell you something. That's unscriptural. Scripturally, this is written to you and I believers because we have problems. We start looking with our eyes and we listen with our ears and we start thinking in our head going like, man, my life is just, I don't know how I'm going to need help. And we just, we can't hear Jesus knocking on the door saying, if you'd cut that out, I'd help you. Now, remember what that scripture says. I will come in unto him if any man will open the door. I will come in unto him and do what? Dine with him. Here is the bread of life. He's your bread. And according to this bread, that's all you ever need. He said, I am the bread of life. When your fathers in the wilderness ate bread from the skies, they all died. But the bread from heaven gives eternal life to everyone who eats it. I am that living bread that came down out of heaven. Anyone eating this bread shall live forever. This bread is my flesh given to do what? Redeem humanity. Everything Jesus ever did was a demonstration of redemption. Could be the money. I'm short of a little cash. Well, you remember Matthew chapter 17. Peter was hit up with that. Doesn't Jesus and you, don't y'all pay taxes? Peter says, oh, yeah, we do. Okay. J Peter tries to walk in the building. Jesus stops him. Peter, I heard about that. I mean, he knew about it. He said, mm, to whom do the kings of the world charge taxes? And Peter says, well, Jesus said, do they do it from the, the, <clears throat> the king's kids or to the citizens out there in the country, the peasants? And Peter says, well, you know good and well, it's the peasants out there. It ain't the kids. And so Jesus said, so the children are free, huh? And then Jesus says, okay, lest we should offend them, go down to the water down there, cast a hook in the water. And when you hook the first fish, open his mouth, you'll find a gold coin there. Now, that was not to flip Peter out and go, my goodness, Jesus is the Son of God. He already knew he was the Son of God. He said so in the 16th chapter. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. What was that for? To pay the bills. Praise God. And what does that do to you and me? Well, we're reading it going, what did I need that story for? You know, Jesus said to Peter at the door before he let him in, he said, so the children are free, aren't they? Thank God you and I are free today. Jesus will take care of your bills. He'll get your job for you. It's fantastic. I mean, we're all but just holding on to a thread here. My job could be over with in a month or two. I mean, legally where I'm at, but I'm not worried. It always keeps getting extended. But even if it didn't get extended by the Department of Defense, the Department of Jesus has got me covered. It's just fantastic. And why is that so? 
He's the bread of life. And I could take part of it. And this ceremony is just to remember. It's not to get it started. And it may be getting it started for you if you've been in so much unbelief. But, you know, for us, it's just to remember. So he says this. When your fathers in the wilderness ate the bread from the skies, they all died. But the bread from heaven gives eternal life to everyone who eats it. I am that living bread came down out of heaven. Anyone eating this bread shall live forever. This bread is my flesh given to redeem humanity. Then the Jews began to argue among themselves, saying about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat that? See, they were missing the point. And Jesus said it again. With all the earnestness I possess unto you, unless you, look at this, eat the flesh of the Messiah. Oh, I tell you what, I just don't like a bloody Jesus. I don't think we need to talk about the cross. I don't think, you know, this offends some people, you know. And besides that, my stomach gets irritated when I, about the grape juice. I don't, I don't eat grape juice. I don't know. You're going to be fine. We're not taking gallons of it, you know, like that. Think about what he's saying. He's saying this stuff is his blood. He's saying that bread is his body. And you always have to ask yourself this question. What did he die for? If he just died so that Aaron and I could be good buddies, be nice to Aaron. What did he die for? He could have just said, look, y'all need to learn to get along. But see, in our society, we've traded psychology for the scriptures. Well, I've learned about human behavior, and I think we've all... And they forget about this. But see, here's the point. You could not go in to the Holy of Holies without the blood of a lamb. The last, the Passover that was instituted, that death angel, when it came across the doors, when it found the blood on the post, on the side post and on the top there, it passed over. And that's where the word Passover means. Passover means that death angel passed over you and didn't kill you. And that's the reason he just got through saying here, redeemed, oh, oh. Anyway, it redeemed all of us. So Jesus said with all earnest, earnestness, I possess, excuse me, I possess, I tell you this, unless you eat the flesh of the Messiah and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who does eat my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life and I'll raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is, uh, for my flesh is the true food and my blood is the true drink. Everyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood is in me and I in him. Boy, man. When you think about the, the cup and the bread and what he just said and that picture right there, he's in your house, which is you. And it's not just a downplay of greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The Holy Spirit's with me. We're wearing all those things out if we don't really believe it. He is there. You're like thinking, where, what, where do I go from here? Oh, the greater one's on the inside. I'll find out. Lord, you'll tell me. I'm not worried about it. You'll fix whatever's wrong. And he will. He will. So it goes on. Verse 56. Everyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood is in me and I in him. I live by the power of the living Father who sent me. And in the same way, those who partake of me shall live because of me. Wow. This is just fantastic. Remember Jesus said in John 10.10, I have come that you might have what? Life and what? Just I'll catch up with you after you die? No. And have it more abundantly. These are the things that, that you can't, you take a little child. My mother was telling me a story the other day, and um, she didn't like the, her, her mom's sister, my mom, uh, her aunt. My mom was a fifth grader, and she'd come running in the room. You know, my mom was the very youngest. There was no other children in the house because the youngest child prior, older than my mom was 20 years older, and they're already out of the house. Mom comes in as a fifth grader out in the country in their little home. They're all, what, excited? Mama, 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 mama. And this 
aunt was like, I'm talking to your mother. Go on, get out of here. That's the way she was treated, you know. But if you take that aunt out of the way, my mom was raised coming in there to tell mama. This is what's going on. And mama enjoys it just like you and I do. We, we want to hear all this excitement. Well, see, that's the part of eternal life. That's how this stuff works. But we can let ourselves get so beat down by our problems from day to day. And we just think, well, I don't know why these things are happening to me. Hello, you've been given the true drink. You've got the bread of life. You're on the, he's on the inside of you. So he says, verse 58, I am the true bread of heaven. Anyone who eats this bread shall live forever. And anyone who eats, excuse me, yeah, I am the bread of life. Anyone who eats this bread shall live forever and not die as your fathers did, though they ate the bread from heaven. He preached this sermon in the synagogues of um, Capernaum. So apparently this was ongoing event. Now, let's go over to where we uh, see some more of this. Very interesting here. Look at this. is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Now, you know what's cool about today? You can actually, the things you hear me mention here, you can actually Google some of these things if you forget where they are, and you can come right up to them. I want you to see one right here. Oh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul is writing because there's some people worried about eating meat that was sacrificed to idols. And bottom line is it doesn't matter. It, the idol is nothing, whatever. Okay, don't worry about that. But now, <clears throat> he mentions there are some people that might worry, a young Christian might be worried that, uh-oh, you're eating that sandwich there and it was made to the God of so-and-so and I guess that means you no longer believe in Jesus, you believe in the God of so-and-so. Well, no, but we don't want to hurt that fellow. But now watch some of the, uh, the conversation here, verse 14. So dear friends, carefully avoid idol worship of every kind. You are intelligent people. Look now and see for yourselves whether what I'm saying about, uh, excuse me, what I'm about to say is true. When we ask the Lord's blessing upon our drinking of the cup of wine at the Lord's table, this means, doesn't it, that all who drink uh, of it are sharing the blessing of Christ's blood. Now, I wonder what the blessing of Christ's blood is. Well, Jesus gave us, for instance, all the stories we have about Jesus. You know, even all through the Old Testament. When the, when the money ran out, you know, when the oil ran out. I mean, the prophet was there and said, well, hey, I tell you what. Go get, go tell your sons to bring in all the vessels. They brought in all the vessels and they started pouring what little wine they had and it was multiplied. I mean, you cannot go broke with God. You can't. Now, you can go broke if you worry about it. You know, start acting like Elisha did one time. Go, I'm the only one left. Just, just kill me, God. I'm the only one. You, well, boy, he had to be straightened out, didn't he? <clears throat> We're not the only one left. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, when we ask the Lord's blessing upon our drinking of the cup of wine at the Lord's table, this, uh, this means, doesn't it, that all who drink it are sharing in together with the blessing of Christ. And when we break off, uh, look at this, and when we break off pieces of bread from the loaf to eat there together, it shows that we are sharing together in the benefits of his body. That's the reason you need to read your Bible. That way you'll find out that you have benefits. Don't leave it up to America. Don't leave it up to Bible programs on TV. Oh, please don't do that. Some of them, well, I'll just say all of them mean well. But you're not getting it all. Go to the book. Go to the book. Read for yourself. Anyway, because there are benefits of his body. No matter how many of us there are, we all eat from the same loaf, showing that we are all parts of one body of Christ. And the Jewish people, all who eat of the sacrifices, are united by that act. Okay, but anyway, bottom line, 
we're part of that. Now, let's go over here to the 11th chapter, excuse me, the 11th chapter, and that's where they talk about the Lord's Supper here. What's this? It's also at the end of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's not in John, but it's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, right before the crucifixion. Uh, look at verse 20. And when you come together, it isn't uh, the Lord's Supper you're eating, but your own. He was kind of criticizing them because it's just like if I came down here, Brittany came down here, and Aaron came down here, and we were going to have the Lord's Supper, but that's my bread. You get your own. <laughs> and when they all said go, you know, some people that came in didn't even have anything. Well, you're not having mine. And they were goofing up the whole ceremony, okay? And so he says, when you come together to eat, it isn't the Lord's Supper you're eating, but your own. For I'm told that everyone hastily gobbles up the food, <laughs> gobbles up the food. Be like Dustin sneaking around here and going, well, I was really hungry, and he just ate all of it. And he also told us, y'all get your own. I paid for it. Well, see, I paid for that myself, not even out of the church money. That's out of my pocket. And I could do it too. I'd say, well, y'all didn't bring your own. I preached this great message. Y'all are not going to get to enjoy this. You know, that's basically what was going on. And some of them were so silly they were getting drunk. But you know what? They didn't say, you're going to hell. Drinking is not an issue. Jesus drank before he drew his last breath. In the Old Testament, it's one reason we have the cup here. The wine is referred to as a blessing. Not to make people whatever. But it's a blessing. Okay? Anyway, let's get back to this. When you come together, it isn't the Lord's Supper you're eating, but your own. For I'm told that everyone hastily gobbles up the food he can without waiting to share with the others. So that one doesn't get enough and goes hungry while another has too much to drink and gets drunk. What? Is this really true? Can't you do your own eating and drinking uh, at home to avoid disgracing the church and shaming those who are poor and can bring no food? What am I supposed to say about these things? Do you want me to praise you? Well, I certainly do not. <laughs> we can understand it got off balance somehow, didn't it? But now he's going to tell us what, it, what the story's all about right here. He says, for this is what the Lord himself has said. Oh, uh, I have, uh, let me close this down. This is verse 23. Mm, verse 23. Here we go. Here's what we pick up right here. Is this really true? Uh, let's see, we already did that. Okay. Verse 23. For this is what the Lord himself has said about his table. And I have passed it on to you before. That on the night when Jesus betrayed him, the Lord Jesus took bread. Now this is so fantastic. This was the night he was betrayed. I mean, it's not like, well, you know what? I am so tired of this, Jesus could have said. One of y'all is going to betray me. And it just irritates me. No, it, it didn't bother him. Guess what else he said? Because when he said, one of you is going to betray me, they all went around the room, all 12 of them. In Matthew, they go, is it I? Is it I? Is it I? And of course, when it finally got to Judas, Jesus said, yeah, it's you. But they were all like, and guess what they else said that night? They all said, I will die with you. But guess what they all did? They all ran. I mean, we really stuck it up for Jesus, didn't we? Well, see, it's not about us. It's about the Lord providing a blessing for us. And that's what we're getting to here. So anyway, he, uh, when he had given thanks to God, he broke it and gave thanks to his disciples and said, Take this and eat it. This is my body, which is, look at this, given for you. Now what do we realize about that body? That's the bread of life. Just because you and I, not because we take that bread, but 
That's just figurative. It's just to remember. But because we believe in Jesus, we have the bread of life. And that bread, just like if none of us, old Bob mentioned this morning, he goes, I ain't even eaten yet. Well, he had him a donut back there. I'm sure you, like me, we already feel pretty good. I hadn't eaten either. You need a little something to eat, don't you? You're okay. We have got a little something to help us, and it's Jesus. Praise God. I don't feel like I'm starving now. I've had a donut. I don't feel like I'm not going to make it in this life. I've had some Jesus today. Praise God, and I'm going to have some Jesus tomorrow. I'm just going to be all right. And when he had given his to his disciples, he said, Take this and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Look at this. Do this, and don't ever forget this remembrance of me. Well, we're not going to forget Jesus, but we remember Jesus, the good things that he's done for everyone and the good thing he's doing for uh, has done for us as well. In the same manner, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying this is uh, this cup is the new agreement between God and you that has been established and set in motion by my blood. Now, this is so powerful. But that blood, remember the Revelation chapter 12, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, not by, I've become a better Christian. We all are going to become better. But we overcome by the blood. The legal document is in the blood. I watched a movie the other day, and it was, some of you may have seen it, Ghost Rider, remember that, when he's making the deal with the devil, and he's handling that document. What did they do in Hollywood? His, he was trying to mess with that document. All of a sudden, he goes, ow! And the devil said, that'll do, because there was a drop of blood splashed right there. You know, why did Hollywood do that? Because years and years, it's all been laid out. You do not go into the Holy of Holies without the shedding of blood. And that's the reason they did it that way. Nonetheless, this is a legal fact. That the blood has been applied to your life and to mine. Let me show you one last verse and then we'll just have the Lord's Supper together. Let's go to uh, Revelation. No, not Revelation, but uh, I want to go to Hebrews. The very last chapter. Whoever wrote Hebrews, some say it was Paul. Doesn't matter. It could be Apollos. Whoever knows. But anyway, he's saying goodbye here. And this is, look, look at this. Hebrews 13. How many verses is it? It's not, but there's 24, 25 verses. That's all there is to it. It's so short. Now watch this here. Let me put this in the, uh, oh. Well, listen, this looks good right here just as well. Uh, verse 20. And now and he's saying goodbye. Everybody have a good day. Goodbye. Lord bless you. Whatever. Whoa. What's he say? Now may the God of peace. Now isn't it funny just to think God has peace and today you're about to pull your hair out. It's for you and I. The peace that passes all understanding guards what? Your heart and mind. If we do what? Cast all our burdens over on Him. The God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I hope you've anchored that down. He is resurrected. He's not dead somewhere still. They've never found Him. We already, we're way beyond that, but I just mentioned that. Other people listen to these messages besides us. <laughs> anyway, He's brought from the dead. Notice this, verse 21. Equip you with all you need for doing His will. May he become the great shepherd of the sheep by an everlasting, King James says, testament. But it's an agreement. By an everlasting agreement. That's the reason you ain't going to blow the agreement because of something you do. It's agreement, you know. This is a document. Between God and you, <gasps> signed with his blood. That's what that cup is. It covers... see. When Jesus in the book of Matthew, he took the cup and he said, this is the blood which was shed for the remission of sins. It's your sins. I mean, he covered it for you and I. It's covered. Praise God. But anyway. <clears throat> Producing you through the power of Christ all that is pleasing to him. 
to God be, excuse me, to Him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, let me get my coffee out of the way here. Get this open here. And uh, if you will, oh, let's do this first. Everybody grab you a piece and pass it on. Let me get me one here. Now remember, we're, we're looking at this is, this was, this was the body of the Lord. You know? It's just, it's just in remembrance of me. You know, it's not like it automatically, some people worry that it somehow automatically turned into him. As far as I'm concerned, it is him, you know. And who's eating it? You know, Brittany's not eating this for Dustin. She's eating it for her. Laura's not eating it for anybody else in this room. She's eating it for her. And this body was broken for what? For you. Wow. Praise the Lord. Okay, everybody got one? Aaron, why don't you pray over this part? You just pray over this and whatever you want to pray about this. And then when he says amen, we'll, we'll do this in remembrance of the Lord. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you for uh, sending your son down. Hey, man. Uh, Uh, <clears throat> thank you for uh, <laughs> letting us uh, learn more about you today and the reason why we're doing this. Amen. And, uh, thank you, Jesus. So we can become uh, more ingrained in your word and spread the gospel. And, uh, Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Well, y'all eat that. Mm, praise the Lord. Praise God.